This episode of the 501st cast is dedicated to these recent Eternal Legionnaires. Charlie Snoopy Trooper Brown, TK5648 of 70th Explorers Garrison. Diana Ronald, ID1774 of the Canadian Garrison. And Dan Bergeron, SL3967 of the Wisconsin Garrison. Rest in peace in our Hall of Eternal Legionnaires. We found the computer outlet, sir. Plug in. You should be able to interpret the entire Imperial Network. You are listening to the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion, Lucasfilm's preferred Imperial costuming organization. Stay tuned for global news from the front lines of the Empire as the men and women of Vader's fist celebrate more than a decade of promoting Star Wars, honing the art of costumes and props, and contributing to the community through charity and volunteer work. Welcome back to the 501st Cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion, Vader's Fist. This is episode 89. 89. There should be echoes. 89. Okay. For September 2015. And here are your hosts, myself, Scott, SL9854. Nikki, DZ8397. And Ed, TI5335. So tell me, Nikki, how big is the Legion growing? Quite a bit. Actually, before I get to that, though, I was just realizing <laughs> that next month, October, is the 501st cast anniversary, and it'll be episode 90. That's like... 90, 90, 90, 90, 90. Yeah. For sure echoes on that one, right? <laughs> 90, 90, 90. So that'll be a good milestone. But, wow. But other milestones that we have, uh, have achieved recently. So the 501st Legion is currently at 8,094 members, so we broke another, you know, 1,000 milestone so that's awesome and with 14,192 approved costumes in the legion and a few of those new costumes are the first order stormtrooper from the force awakens how exciting is that to have a new costume type very cool i love it yeah and i'm sure there's going to be tons more once the movie comes out but that was that was obviously the first one as everyone saw when they attended uh, celebration anaheim so in this episode, we celebrate Force Friday. We reminisce on the 501-mile walk. We've helped out numerous ball teams with their Star Wars nights over the summer. And we invade Hong Kong's Disneyland. So stay tuned for all of that. Recent news. Well, we talked with Kevin Doyle, TK172, back at Celebration Anaheim about his 501-mile walk that would take him from Rancho Obi-Wan to San Diego Comic-Con and back. And he did it! Here's the report on his arrival at SDCC. Members of Imperial Sands Garrison and Rancho Obi-Wan's Steve Sansweet were on hand to help Kevin Doyle, TK172, on his approach to the San Diego Comic-Con on July 9th after walking in his TK armor all the way from Rancho Obi-Wan in Petaluma, California on June 6th. He called the journey the 501-mile walk to raise funds to honor his wife Eileen, who had died from cancer. Eileen was quite the artist, and the project that Kevin had going was to help develop other projects to help those children who are suffering from cancer. So as reports of Kevin's approach to the San Diego area increased, members of the ISG pitched in to get him a hotel room on July 8th so he could clean up a little before his arrival at Comic-Con. That next morning, July 9th, as Comic-Con was in full force, 10 troopers gathered at the San Diego Maritime Museum in San Diego Bay and waited for Kevin. Soon, they saw his white armor in the distance making his way. Even so close to his goal, he never said no to anyone stopping him and wanting to take a photo. There was an emotional reunion with Kevin and Steve Sansweet, who came to cheer Kevin on after leaving Rancho Obi-Wan over a month prior and 600 miles before. After some photos on the Star of India sailing ship, Kevin began the last mile to Comic-Con. As group rounded the corner and the convention center was in sight, the excitement mounted. And yet, Kevin still stopped to high-five a youngster only steps away from the goal. Several people walking by recognized him and cheered him on as he finally approached the front of the Comic-Con. Some of the local troopers who knew the convention center well were able to get his cart inside. Kevin received one of several ovations as he approached the 501st Legion table with a very big smile on his face. And eventually, it was time to head back north 
Uh, and near the end of the journey, there was another Kodak moment. The crossing of the Golden Gate Bridge. Of course, in Imperial style. Nearly 40 501st Legion members suited up for detail and were supported by several squires and costumers from the Mando Mercs. And here are a few quotes from those who attended. I feel so honored to have taken part in this event and to oppor- the opportunity to witness the end of Kevin's journey of such an enormous endeavor. It was moving, inspirational, and it made me so proud to be part of the 501st Legion and the Golden Gate Garrison. Dwayne Smith. The love and devotion Kevin displays for his wife is heartwarming as well as heartbreaking. We should all experience such love in our lives. David Buckley. Being able to walk with Kevin for the last two miles of his 501-plus mile journey was the most inspirational and memorable experience. I'm so proud to be part of our Golden Gate Garrison. Colin Lamb. Awed by Kevin's devotion and dedication, honored to welcome and support him anytime. Empire is family. Stacy Maine. Love, devotion, inspirational, heartwarming, honored. I felt all of these from this troop. Truly amazing. Brian Rabb. No one should ever have to go through loss alone. Being there to support Kevin was definitely an honor, and I felt inspired over the accomplishments he has made. Nam Nyan. Walking across the bridge with Kevin and so many troopers was a proud and inspirational experience for me. Keith Walkler. Outside of our passion for the Star Wars universe, these events are what defines the core of the mission and culture of the 501st for me. Kevin's journey of healing and passion is an ideal embodiment of those values. To see the 501st rally for these causes is what keeps me inspired. Thank you, Kevin and Eileen. Christopher Jantz. This is what Legion and Garrison means to me. All of us brothers, sisters, family. Chris Green. Two months of planning for a two-hour event, and I only wish we could do it all over again. Seeing the troopers behind me on the bridge stole my breath away. My proudest moment of being in the Legion, and I'll never forget it. Diana Wolf Taurus. So we'll have links to photos in our show notes, and we've mentioned this in the past. All the money's raised goes to Eileen's Little Angels, and you can donate too by going to crowdrise.com forward slash 501 mile walk. I also want to say thanks to the members of the Imperial Sands and Golden Gate Garrison for these reports. And Kevin's 501 Mile Walk wasn't the only viral story that we had a part in this summer. Hopefully most of our listeners have learned of Layla, another girl who, through the actions and words of her peers at her new school, lost a little bit of herself to bullying. But 501st Legion members spearheaded by Jason, RC3962, rallied to support her with words of encouragement, gifts of trading cards, many of which featured women who also loved Star Wars. She also became the newest sister of the Traveling Armor, a set which was first made for Katie, the Star Wars girl, and then passed to Allie, another girl bullied for her love of Star Wars, and now it belongs to Layla. Her very first opportunity to troop in the suit was when she got to meet friend of the Legion, Weird Al Yankovic. News outlets all over the globe picked up her story. CNN even contacted us for an interview, and the story has spread all the way to Kathleen Kennedy herself, resulting in Layla receiving an awesome package in the mail with the return address of Lucasfilm. So, awesome story. I, I, um, Kathleen, I was bullied once. (laughs) (laughs) Just, I don't get anything with the return address from Lucasfilm. That's so sweet. Gotta be pretty special. I know. Dang it. And Star Wars fans headed back to the Anaheim Convention Center this last month for D23, the biannual Disney Fan Conference. Some of the news for Star Wars fans included further news on the fabled Star Wars lands to hit both Disneyland and Disney World. A new image of the film, Star Wars Rogue One, was released, and Captain Phasma's costume from Star Wars The Force Awakens was on display. Another tidbit was that the director of the blockbuster Jurassic World, Colin Trevorrow, will be the director of Episode 9 coming out in 2019. There was a fantastic panel which featured the Episode 7 cast, including J.J. Abrams and Harrison Ford. So lots of exciting news that made me wish I could have afforded to head out to Anaheim twice this year. I, when they said it was a Disney fan conference, I just didn't want to go because I figured, you know, who needs another Disney fan in their house, right? 
Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet, I'm wondering how the Disney fans feel that we kind of like took over their convention. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I, I did get to go, and it was an awesome uh, convention. And there wasn't really a ton of Star Wars, but the the obviously announcement on the stage was probably one of the biggest moments of the convention, which I did not get to go to. Um, but there was a nice little area with Star Wars, and there were a couple of characters there in the TFA armor taking photos with the fans, and everybody loved it. Um, but oh, there's a lot of good Disney stuff coming. Anyway, um, we won't talk too much Disney. <laughs> yeah, let some other podcasts do that. Yeah, isn't there a Star Wars something something podcast? <laughs> <clears throat> well, if you haven't seen Target's new Share the Force promotion yet, head over to sharetheforce.target.com and check it out. It launched worldwide on August 25th, and it is the first ever collection of Star Wars memories from anybody. Whether your memories are from 1977 or from Episode 7, Target will be gathering and curating them all for eventual archiving by Lucasfilm for a long time in a galaxy not so far away. So if you need some inspiration on what to submit, check out the link in our show notes that includes a two-minute film made from real Star Wars fan memories from around the globe. Did either of you share, a, a, a share the Force uh, experience yet? I did, yes. Good man. I sent in uh, a recent picture from a photo shoot we did um, later on last year. Yeah. It's a really cool site. I like the whole, like, you decide what galaxy you want to belong to. Uh, you know, Vader, Yoda, Jedi, etc. And then you can go and see other people's experiences or memories or things like that. It's kind of a neat idea. I, I shared a memory or <clears throat> three. <laughs> I have not yet. I, I feel it, I feel remiss. It it launched right when I was getting ready to go to Fan Expo, and then there was Fan Expo, and then there was back to school stuff, and so. Now look at all the memories you have to share. I know. Now that it's settled down, I yeah, I can like use some of the pictures that we did at Fan Expo or something like that. And that'll be cool. Yeah. All right, I'll yeah. be looking for that tomorrow, Nikki. <laughs> tomorrow, I have another convention to get ready for tomorrow. Oh, me too. Dang it. <laughs> Uh, anyways, maybe there'll be a free weekend. Sometime I can do something. Yeah, don't bet on it. Okay. Welcome to the Legion. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs troop, free time? Troop, troop, troop. Right. So one of the other things that kept me busy this year was coordinating the requests for the greatest international scavenger hunt the world has ever seen. Yes, Gishwes, as I call it. I don't know what the correct pronunciation is, but they always abbreviate it as G-I-S-H-W-H-E-S. So I just say Gishwes. I always try to say it out loud. Yeah, Gishwes. Hey, guys, it's Gishwes time. (laughs) So for those who are not familiar, every year there is usually one of the tasks on the list that uh, has to do with a photo photo with a stormtrooper. So the task that was offered this year was number 179 on the list. Actually, I don't even know how big the list was, but obviously at least 179 items. And it read like this. Work opportunities are scarce since the Death Star blew up. Let's see a stormtrooper working their job as a waiter, fast food line prep, car mechanic, postal worker, deli sandwich maker, road repair worker, etc. So that's what we had to work with. And... (laughs) And the hunters that play this game, they started contacting us as early as March, even though the task list wasn't released until August 1st. And the hunters, every year, they only have one week to get all of the items on their list. So I was frantically trying to fill requests right up until the clock ran out at 3 a.m. my time, August 8th, trying to get people as many photos as I could. We had about 360 different teams that contacted us asking for help. Some were able to get photos done on their own. Um, But otherwise, we were only able to round up enough photos to help about 75 teams this year, about five less than last year. So a little disappointed on that, but, you know, we still help 75 teams. That's not too bad. But next year, I think we're going to try a new strategy because so far we've always done first come, first serve. Um, But I really don't want people contacting me like on August 9th, right after the hunt ends, to try to get on the list for next year. So I think we're going to try to do... um, I don't know, mix it up a little bit and either pick the names randomly or or something that's a a little more fair. And hopefully next year we'll have more 501st Legion members pitch in so that we have more photos to go around. But 
So we need to do it like teams, like the droid hunt. Whatever 501st teams give the most photos, they get something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, there was talk of perhaps doing a um, Gishwez survivor patch so that if you were one of the 501st members to help by submitting photos, you would get a special patch. So we'll see if uh, if we do that for next year, maybe. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Beep, 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 Actually, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Before we move on, I should say now that the hunt is done, uh, we can release the photos because obviously while the hunt is going on, they're all supposed to be unique, confidential photos only for that team. But we'll see if we can get some of the photos that we used um, up in our show notes because there was a lot of fun ones. Like there was a trooper being a barista at a, a coffee shop, uh, one who was out at a, a roadside repair site. Um, there was one who was a car mechanic. Um, so a lot of fun things that uh, it's really left up to our imagination of, of what we want to do with the pictures. We just need to find out from the Gishwezes people what it is in advance, and we'll just, you know, go and get a whole bunch of photos done, and then, like, you know, for a dollar donation. <laughs> yeah. I know I tried two years ago to see if I could get some sort of um, advance hint of what it would be. Right. And they had written back, oh, actually, we were going to give you guys a break this year so that you didn't have to do it. But now that you mentioned it, we'll put you on the list. I'm like, don't. <laughs> Thanks, Nikki. <laughs> so, so now, like this year, I was like, well, do I contact them? Do I not contact them? Do I jinx ourselves? So. Um, yeah, but they're, they, even two years ago, they wouldn't tell me what the task was, just that we would be a task. So I'm not sure. Because we do have some 501st members, actually, that are on a team. So, you know, we can't give them an, an advantage, I guess. Right. Okay, so now is it time to go to our next segment? Yes, now we can move along. Okay, now I can do the music. Mission reports. Mission report. For the sixth year in a row, Legoland Billund was invaded by members of the 501st Legion. This time, June 19th through the 21st, there were 138 troopers and supporters from all over Europe and one guy from the little old U.S. of A. Troopers and supporters came from Nordic Garrison, German Garrison, Dutch Garrison, U.K. Garrison, Polish Garrison, Northeast Remnant Garrison, Swiss Garrison, Russian Outpost, and, of course, a few friends from the Rebel Legion, too. Some other fun statistics from the weekend. The hordes of troopers consumed 1,300 pieces of chocolate, 340 pieces of fruit, 660 meatballs, 328 chicken legs, 28 kilograms of salad, 75 kilograms of lasagna, and drank 1,150 bottles of water in a little over 100 liters of coffee and tea. And it'll all happen again in 2016 during the second weekend in June, so mark your calendars and make your plans to head to Denmark. Thanks to Soren SL150 for that report. <laughs> I, I think I just got hungry. <laughs> That is hilarious. What's, what's even worse is that as you were reading it and I heard the words Polish, Swiss, and Russian, all I could think was dressing, cheese, and sausages. That's exactly so. the same thing I was thinking. <laughs> well, I'm glad to see that the troopers are consuming such good food. Yeah. That seems like an awesome event. I know, right? I'm going to go next time, dang it. Okay, maybe not. But still, I can dare to dream. Well, this is the 10th year that the 501st Legion has attended the ToyCon PH, uh, which is one of the biggest toy and collectible conventions in the Philippines. The 501st Legion booth was a hit as usual. 18 troopers helped man the photo booth over the course of the event, helped out by the Rebel Legion, the Mandalorian Mercs, and the R2 Builders Club. Oh, and Fight Saber Philippines. Wait, did I say Philippines? Fight <laughs> Saber Philippines. One of the highlights this year was a Star Wars-flavored stage performance by the troopers, complete with skits and lightsaber choreography. So check out the link to a video by Mark, BH43210, in the show notes. And thanks to Regina, TB1870, for that report. 
And last episode, we mentioned how Empire City Garrison was able to troop the one-man Star Wars show when it came to their area. Well, on June 26th, it was New England Garrison's turn. With help from Princess Leia from Alderaan Base, how appropriate is that, NEG invaded the Regent Theater in Arlington, Massachusetts. Troopers walked around town and greeted people in front of the theater for about an hour, and then went in for some refreshments and were able to catch the last two-thirds of the show. After the show, they had the pleasure of going out for drinks with the theater owner, Charlie, and Charlie's manager. Charlie kindly picked up the tab despite our troopers' efforts to pay. They reported that Charlie was a super nice guy and really is one of us. The show is so much fun, and he has some great stories. And if you haven't seen the One Man Star Wars trilogy yet yourself, be sure to check it out when it comes to your town. We'll have a link in our show notes to his schedule. Thanks to Timothy, TK44221, for that report. And this summer has been filled with Star Wars-themed baseball games. I wouldn't be surprised if there was one somewhere every weekend of July and August this season. On July 11th, the Empire City Garrison attended Star Wars Night at MCU Arena for the Brooklyn Cyclones, thanks to an invite from the Empire Saber Guild of New York. The Mandalorian Mercs were also extended an invitation, which meant that there were approximately 50 costumed characters throughout the entire event. Empire City Garrison had a contingent of 11 troopers that participated prior and during the game. All of the groups gathered for a meet and greet prior to the start of the game, and afterward each group dispersed to partake in various duties. Empire Saber Guild performed between innings while the Mandalorian Mercs and the 501st Legion Empire City Garrison took the opportunity to walk the stadium to do photo ops with the fans young and old. A member of the ECG, Walter Hillegas, SL21213, who is also a member of Empire Saber, Gold, uh, Empire Saber Guild, took to the field to do a final battle against the Jedi. After the show, there were fireworks for all to see. Thanks to Walter, SL21213, for that report. On August 9th, Empire City Garrison attended the Hudson Valley Renegades Star Wars Night, with some of the proceeds being donated to the Alternating Hemiplegia Childhood Foundation. Sixteen characters, plus R2-D2, attending this game, uh, and some of the highlights included stormtroopers patrolling the walkway, overlooking the crowds as they entered the stadium, R2-D2, and a sand trooper by the Death Star banner as a photo op, characters on the field for the first pitch, Darth Vader, weak, on the field during the top of the sixth for the minion character run, which Vader force-pushed all the minion racers to the ground just before the finish line. <laughs> Evil guy, that Vader. Uh, and all-character lineup to lead the children's lightsaber parade, and most importantly for recruitment, a pre-game on-field interview to discuss the 501st Legion, its mission, and how to join. So a shout-out to Kathy, TK17777, on her first troop as her legacy stormtrooper. You can check out photos from this event and more on ECG Hudson Valley Squad's Facebook page. Thanks to Garrett, TK7186, for that report. And on Saturday, August 16th, Empire City Garrison attended the fourth annual Star Wars Night at City Field, hosted by the New York Mets. Members of the Mandalorian Mercs and Empire Saber Guild also came out to help. And after suiting up, they posed for photos while, with the fans while waiting for the Star Wars costume contest to begin. They then proceeded to the stage where Darth Vader, a stormtrooper, and a Sith Lord were chosen to be the judges. Three children were picked as winners of the contest. Then the troopers then broke off into groups and headed to different parts of the stadium to help out with the various activities. Thanks to Jonathan, TK16890, for that report. And that wasn't actually the last the New York Mets would see of the 501st Legion, because then for less for um, less than a week later, Mountain Garrison, Mountain Base, and the Mando Mercs converged on Coors Field for the second Star Wars night with the Colorado Rockies, and they faced off against the New York Mets. Uh, sadly, they lost on their home turf, though. There were approximately 50 troopers on hand for photo ops with the ticket holders and to act as honor guard for the ceremonial first pitch. Troopers also aided in leading the pregame costume parade around the field. The Rockies were wonderful hosts, getting our Legion members everywhere they needed to be and helping to squire. Thanks to Shana, TB24601, for that report. The other type of event has been keeping us busy this summer, 
besides the Star Wars-themed baseball games, has been library mini-cons. Empire City Garrison was at ValCon on July 18th at the Valley Cottage Library. Garrison Excelsior was at Comic Conversation on August 23rd at the Baldwinsville Public Library, plus at Fandemicon on August 26th, hosted by the Utica Public Library. So these mini-cons have been popping up all over, and I think it's pretty awesome. You know, no offense to those who enjoy San Diego Comic Con and the New York Comic Con-sized crowds. But uh, these shows are a great way for the younger set to affordably, since admission is usually free, geek out with their friends without the high prices of admission in hotel rooms or the long lines and the stressful crowds. So I'm seeing the 501st Legion being invited to more and more of these library mini-cons all over the place. And if you're considering hosting a mini-con and would like to invite the 501st Legion to appear, just head to www.501st.com forward slash request dot php. Oh, mini-cons. <sighs> those are fun. I've seen a few of those actually pop up in our hood, too. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that has been keeping us busy this summer, besides the Star Wars-themed baseball games and the library mini-cons, has been none other than Weird Al Yankovic. The man is a machine. He's usually rocking out every night in a different city, and who's there to back him up? Yeah, we are as we have been doing for several years now. The 501st Legion has the awesome opportunity to perform on stage with Weird Al when he sings his The Saga Begins song. Just head to YouTube and search 501st and Weird Al, and you'll see what we mean. Uh, We have some troopers that can do the dance routine in their sleep now as well. So make sure to head over to weirdal.com slash tour and check out when he might be in your area. Yeah, so has he made it out to California yet? I I forgot what he. You know what? That it's sad for me because he's been here every year, and I have never made it to one of his shows. No every way. time he's here is a weekend that I'm like, oh, I have something else going on. Oh, I'm doing this other event, so I have yet to go and do the Weird Al dance, but I'm going to do it anyway. Here I go. <laughs> Hang on. Oh <laughs> uh, well, doesn't mean I don't love him. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Um, the time he came to three different concerts for Excelsior Land, and uh, this was the first year that I actually decided to get tickets and actually watch the whole concert. So funny! It's fun because we have had an influx, as you noted in the beginning of the show, of new members. And one of the most fun things for a new member to do is to be one of the selected troopers that gets to go on stage and do the little dance with Weird Al. So I'm always happy. In fact, we always tell people like. Anyone who has not done it gets first choice. Oh, we don't yep. let it be a first come, first serve thing, you know, per se. Yeah, we do the same thing here. Yeah, we want everybody to share in it, and it's a really great thing. So one of these years, maybe I'll get to do it, maybe. Take <laughs> <laughs> <Dang> it. <laughs> well, our Florida garrison was contacted by Lucasfilm and the Florida Children's Hospital for a special event on July 11th, a visit to see Gavin, a very young boy battling leukemia. Because of serious medical issues, coupled with the fact that Gavin is so young, he's only three years old and small, there have been delays to this much-anticipated visit for a few weeks. But finally, there was a small window where Gavin was released from the hospital between treatments, and they could arrange a visit between Darth Baby and Darth Vader. TK-8354, ID-5304, SL-63219, along with R2LXS, went to Gavin's home and arrested his family. They were then taken to a theater where Darth Vader, Gavin's favorite, was waiting for them. The family was presented a letter from Lucasfilm and a suitcase full of gifts from Lucasfilm and the Makaz squad. Darth Vader and the troopers not only visited with the Liba family, Gavin, his older brother Brendan, mom, dad, and godparents, they also helped raise his and the whole family's spirits by focusing them on the amazing moment in front of them and not the trials of the past. Young Gavin did many impressions of Darth Vader and sang for the troopers that were there. There was even dancing to the Cantina song when R2LXS played it. It was an awesome experience for all involved. Check out our show notes to a link to Reps for Remission's Facebook page, which is set up to support Gavin and his family. And thanks to Randy, AR2127, for that report. I... Don't know if you uh, saw the news, but I wanted to give a little shout out too to Max Page. I'm sure you saw the news that Max, who played the little boy who was Darth Vader in the uh, the car commercial a couple of years ago, 
uh, underwent another heart surgery. So we just wanted to say from the 501st Legion that, you know, we're proud of Max and we're all on his side. Yes, yes, I did see that on Facebook. Yeah, he's doing really well. He got a new pacemaker, apparently. It was just that time. But uh, I just, you know, wanted to say that, you know, Max was, uh, uh, we did a number of events with him when he was out here. And, and uh, he's, a, he's a great kid. Definitely. Um, <clears throat> the Empire City Garrison attended their fifth annual Long Island Toy Show at Hofstra University on July 11th from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. They were joined by members of the Rebel Legion and Docking Bay 516. There was a steady stream of attendees at the table that kept them busy posing for photos and helped raise $75 for the John Thiessen Children's Foundation, which brings games, activities, toys, and treats to children at local area hospitals. The show organizers were very happy and appreciative to have the 501st attend, and in turn, the 501st generated a lot of attention and exposure for the show. During and after the troop, members got to check out the dealer tables, and there was a wide selection of toys from various eras. Unfortunately, some of the troopers had to duck out early to make it to the Brooklyn Cyclone Star Wars night, but kudos on pulling double duty. Thanks to Chris, TK6744, for that report. Star Garrison's Central Texas squad had the amazing opportunity to sneak peek some products from a new licensee to the Lucasfilm family, Zebra Imaging. They're going to be creating 3D Star Wars holograms that are expected out in October. You can learn more about the company at zebraimaging.com, but I checked. There's actually no Star Wars stuff on there right now, but soon, hopefully. So we don't have any sneak peek photos, but stay tuned. I don't think it'll be long before we're going to be totally up to our eyeballs in new Star Wars merchandise. And apparently new Star Wars zebras. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, no, it's just zebra yeah. <laughs> Well, it makes sense, black and white and all of that. Yeah. That's definitely our kind of color scheme. <laughs> right? Uh, I know. You can tell me to stop it. <laughs> <laughs> For 11 years, Philippine Garrison has been visiting children around the country at birthday parties and orphanages, uh, mall events, and hospitals. Well, this year, the Garrison has made a commitment to make even more hospital visits in order to bring the good cheer and galactic fun of Star Wars to kids who just can't go out and visit, visit them at the troops. The Philippine General Hospital is used to the site of the troopers, at least in their Center for Outpatient Children. The garrison regularly donates cash, toys, and other supplies, and has also visited the pediatric ward, especially for the annual Christmas party. This year, the patients and their families didn't have to wait until Christmas to see their favorite heroes. Christmas in July happened when the Philippine garrison visited the children's wards 9 and 11, Together with Power Rangers, Cosplay PH, Avengers, Justice PH, and Fight Saber, the troops distributed gifts and treats to over 90 kids and their parents. And it just goes to show how much the Empire cares. Bad guys doing good, as we always say. We'll have a link to a fun video of this event by Mark, TK43210, in our show notes. And again, thanks to Regina, TB1870, for that report. Well, a historic event took place on July 27th down the streets of Hong Kong Disneyland, the first ever Hong Kong Star Wars fan parade. Presented by the Walt Disney Company Hong Kong and featuring members of the 501st and Rebel Legion, the parade consisted of 111 Star Wars fans from nine garrisons across Asia, plus Rebel Legion Hong Kong base and R2-D2. The route started at a street near Fantasy World, went through Sleeping Beauty's Castle, and then down along Main Street, USA. Check out the huge album of photos on Facebook at the link in our show notes. And thanks to ManCam TK2328 for that report. You know what's most exciting about all these reports is that it's apparent to me that R2-D2 got his rocket boosters fixed. Because, you know, episode four, five, and six, they were failing. Episode, you know, two, three, they were working great. And he's been at so many events lately that they must be working. Absolutely. I mean, how else could he get all the way you know, <laughs> well, to Hong Kong from That's what I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah. He's one little joy, but obviously. So, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> we're boosting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> On August 1st, four troopers braved Tatooine-like conditions to attend Amende Community Festival, where they helped fundraise for a Toys for Tots chapter in Idaho. But they took lots of pictures with the fans, they helped raise more than $80 to purchase toys for this holiday season, and make everyone's day a little more Star Wars-y. Check out our show notes for a video from the event. 
And thanks to Aaron, TI3900, for that report. On August 15th, students and their parents gathered at the Gate City Christian Church in Ohio for what looked like people lining up to see a rock concert. But instead, they were there to get school supplies at the 10th annual back-to-school event. While the families waited their turn to pick up their backpacks and school supplies, members of Timberline Garrison walked along the line meeting kids and giving out hugs and high fives. About 1,500 backpacks with school supplies were handed out at the event. This is Timberline Garrison's second year supporting this great event that benefits families in the Pocatello, Idaho area. In addition to picking a backpack for school, kids were able to fill it with all the supplies they would need for class, pencils, rulers, glue, markers, etc. Plus, local medical professionals were on hand to give the kids a back-to-school checkup, and new clothes were also available for the kids to pick out for their first day of school outfits. When the event was first started 10 years ago, it was only the church providing these donations, but now the whole community comes together so that no family is turned away. Thanks to Aaron, TI3900, for that report. Actually, my garrison was also able to help out with a backpack giveaway in Vestal, New York, on August 22nd. There was more than 300 filled backpacks that were handed out at that event. I love hearing about these backpack events. Um, I didn't have a chance to do it as a trooper, but when I had my business a few years ago with my wife, we were involved and helped hand out more than 100 backpacks you know, to needy students and things. So it's a, it's a great way to uh, you know, support kids going to school and education and everything else. Yep. On August 22nd, Mountain Garrison attended the annual Buddy Walk for Down Syndrome in Colorado Springs. As always, the walk was a big hit, and they had their largest trooper turnout to date. Sixteen troopers entertained the kids in the Kid Fun Zone, and then they stayed to cheer on the walkers. This is definitely a much-loved event for the Mountain Garrison. If you have a charity walk that you think you could use a bit more Imperial Flair, head on over to www.philofirst.com forward slash request dot php and invite us out. I think you'd be hard-pressed to miss the fact that the launch of the new Star Wars product happened last week. What? I know. Have, have you not left your house <laughs> What? gone to a store? <laughs> what is you're talking about? I've never heard such a thing. <laughs> uh, well, obviously, Force Friday was a huge fan holiday for everyone but Scott. And, <laughs> and of course, the 501st helped celebrate by appearing at many stores across the world. So... I, I was going to ask, what was your favorite piece of new merchandise? But clearly you haven't been out to see it. But I know my son, he's already added to his Christmas wish list the Sphero BB-8, the Furbaka, and the new uh, Star Wars Lego sets. Okay, when I first heard about the BB-8, I was like, wow, the BB-8. And uh, mind you, it is really, really cool. But when I saw the actual size, I was like, what? What? Yeah, it is really small. I've been yeah. Honey, I shrunk the robot. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The only thing that that um I I actually <clears throat> I actually attended one of those as Chewbacca. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. Um, I don't know. It was just easier that night. There was a local uh, Toys R Us that had advertised the event, and so I hadn't really uh, been able to sign up for any of the events because the ones we were doing were all much farther away from my house. So uh, I just got dressed and went out. (laughs) I got a chair and sat down in the line with everybody else. I didn't do anything special. I just came and got in line, and everybody just kind of looked like, what is Chewbacca doing here? (laughs) And then a bunch of people started taking pictures, and, you know, I was happy to do pictures and stuff, but it was just funny. I just went to pretend like Chewbacca was going to go get a toy. <laughs> I didn't get anything. But, um, yeah, there was so Should many of them. picked up the Furbaka. I know, right? <laughs> Had I only known. <laughs> Why? Why didn't I know? Um, yeah, it, there were so many photos on Facebook of people posting all the stuff they got. I was like, good gravy, man. There's a lot of stuff out there. And it's just going to get worse as we get closer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know there was one of my friends on Facebook, uh, Lori, actually, from New England Garrison. She's been, like, cataloging everything that she sees. Um, And she's just got pictures from so many different places that you really wouldn't have ever thought to go to for Star Wars stuff. Um, There's even stuff like there's a container, a plastic container of grapes, like, you know, fruit. And it just has, like, a picture of Yoda on it. It's oh, Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> like what? That, 
That's hysterical. I keep getting text messages from people. My brother is like a big fan of Star Wars, but not in the Legion. And he keeps texting me like, look what I found at Crate and Barrel. Look what I found at Bed Bath & Beyond. And it's just just these awesome Star Wars things. I'm like, find me the Kylo Ren lightsaber, please. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's awesome. There there were tons of events. I know um, uh, Empire City Garrison did a huge one at Toys R Us in Times Square, right? Yeah. I know they. We have some information here. They had displays that were set up all over the store with toys and blurbs about the Star Wars history of the toys, and uh, of course, all that information was provided by Steve Sansweet as he brought a portion of the Rancho Obi Wan uh, over to Times Square as well. Uh, and I heard our troopers got to meet up with Steve that day for a quick 501st patch trade and some Star Wars fan camaraderie. Uh, and, of course, the magic of Star Wars was just felt throughout the store for that entire day. So what an awesome experience to have. In in fact, my friends were in Times Square. I have my old roommate, and I have photos of them waiting in line at night, at midnight, to be some of the first people to go. And then apparently the Toys R Us, I want to say they ran out of toys, and they ended up running to another location. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> I have photos of them running around New York trying to get their, uh, you know, B- he wanted the BB-8 and a couple of other toys that I don't even remember. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, it sounds like that um, people started arriving at 4 o'clock, like on the Thursday. <laughs> right. Uh, t- to start getting in line. So the ECG troopers, they didn't uh, suit up until like 9 o'clock at night because, you know, it just been too much to be suited up all day long but oh, yeah. but they uh, they headed out and started entertaining the line and obviously the crowd went wild when they saw the 501st Legion members out there tons of fit- pictures were taken but but unfortunately it didn't take too long before the attention got a bit too unmanageable and Toys R Us security actually had to come out and help the troopers get back into the store so they got a little too wild apparently there I hope they were dressed as Star Trek red shirts helping them out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been funny. <laughs> come on, you poor Imperials. Come back inside. <laughs> <laughs> well, who else was there? Let's see. Uh, I know they had some duty stations for when the doors open at midnight. They had other costume fan groups, uh, Friends of the Empire, Saber Guild, the Mandalorian Mercs. I always feel like when we say Mandalorian Mercs, we should be Mandalorian Mercs. Definitely. No <laughs> they were also in ten- uh, attendance for the midnight release. Uh, and the setup was that the Empire Saber Guild was positioned at the front of the store, and the shoppers would walk in under their drawn lightsabers as they entered the store, and then they'd walk through a quarter where the Empire City Garrison Troopers stood in a line at attention on each side of the passageway, and then the Mandalorian Mercs, I'm sorry, the Mandalorian Mercs, covered the rear <laughs> of the lineup. Now, the Star Wars fans were being let in about 50 at a time. Um, the TFA toy setup and on sale was on the third floor. The mans were let in and treated to photo ops of the fan groups, etc., etc. It just, it was an it sounded like an awesome event. And they were, uh, what, they were there until 1 a.m.? Yeah. And then they got to suit down and do a little bit of shopping on their own. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything left for them to grab, but yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what I heard. We had one big event out here, uh, and we had like 30 troopers that signed up, not so much to be an event, but just they wanted to be in line to get toys on their own. They just were going to do it in costume. And then the store only ended up getting two pallets of toys. Ugh. And so... Literally, the guys were like, okay, this is cool and all, but <laughs> i got to get some toys. So half of them like, started you know, figuring out what other Toys R Us or other stores they could go to in costume uh, to wait in line as fans, uh, but to get their stuff. Yeah. Funny stuff. Yeah, Excelsior actually did not manage to have any uh, Force Friday troops, per se, because most of us headed up to Canada for Fan Expo. So, uh, And right. there was a big reveal at the convention, because uh, Hasbro actually had a booth there so for the first day of the convention the whole front half of their booth was just enveloped in like this black cloth (laughs) it wasn't until because the convention started on thursday and it wasn't until friday that they could actually display their booth it was kind of kind of silly looking in retrospect but (laughs) dun 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 you you just walk (laughs) into the convention and there's a big black curtain But, but yeah so uh, Canadian Garrison had some fun stuff that they could do. Uh, they had some uh, news broadcasts uh, that they got to participate in for the the release of the toys. But uh, but yeah, I, I didn't actually buy anything at the convention. Surprisingly, uh, at least you know not Star Wars wise for the uh, new stuff that came out. Yeah, yeah. Um, by the time I got to the booth, 
the Hasbro booth on Saturday, I think, it was just like a bunch of sold out post-it notes all over everything. So <laughs> I was like, okay. How much is that post-it note that was sticking to bb I'll take it. <laughs> it's got to be worth something. But that's funny. But I figure they've they've got to replenish before the movie comes out, so we'll have more oh, chances I, later. Yeah, I'm sure of it. Yeah, long since gone are the days where where I'm going to stand in line. I did that for the episode one toys. I was like one of the first, I don't know, ten people in the beginning of the line for uh, right. my local Toys R Us, and right. those like I think it was the first dozen people got the option of just buying the box, like. You didn't have, even have to go to the pegs and pick out the toys you wanted. You just got the whole box. Okay, this is a really quick side segue story. But we were, I was in line, of course, as Chewbacca, so no one knew who I was. But I'm just hanging out there. And we're at the Toys R Us. And there's, I don't know, 10 or 15 people in line. And this one guy comes walking up, and he's looking at us. And he's, like, dressed in, you know, shorts and a shirt and these cool shoes. And he's like, what are you guys waiting in line for? And they're like, Force Friday, Star Wars toys. And he's like, what? Toys? Toys? I waited in line for shoes, man. Shoes, not toys. And walked away. <laughs> <laughs> he was just pushing for us and he was waiting for shoes? <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, he wasn't waiting. He just couldn't believe people were waiting uh, gotcha, in line gotcha. for toys. You know, that, that he, you know, he obviously would go to like, you know, uh, Nike or whatever the good <laughs> tells you what I know about shoes. <laughs> um, waiting for like the coolest new, you know, sports shoe or whatever it is. And I was like, okay, to each his own. Yeah, exactly. Good thing I was just dressed as Chewbacca. All I could do was... <laughs> <laughs> Chewbacca doesn't need to wait in line for shoes. Exactly. Huh. They don't fit anyway. <laughs> How funny. Wasn't Dragon Con this, that last weekend also? Absolutely. Yeah, Labor yeah. Day weekend was was two of the biggest conventions in North America where, like, kind of head-to-head, um, you know, both sort of on the same coast, so to speak. Um, right. So Fan Expo was up in Toronto. Obviously, Dragon Con's down in Atlanta, so it doesn't necessarily pull from the same... Same uh, crowd, but I do know that there were some Canadians that went down to Dragon Con and, and some people from further south that came with the Fan Expo. So, What I can tell you is this. The toys at Dragon Con are completely different. <laughs> <laughs> I shall say no more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. But So the big thing, though, for... Uh, 501st Wise for Fan Expo was their phenomenal booth once again. We I know we shared a lot of pictures of it last year. We've got it was pretty much the same setup, but we'll post some pictures again in the show notes of the setup this year. They added their new speeder bike to the mix, which wasn't in the booth last year, obviously, because they just made it this Sweet. year. Um, and so they had between the the front side, which had Blaster Trooper. Uh, one side had the Emperor's Throne. The back side had the speeder bike. All three of those stations, you would make a donation to Make-A-Wish, either to right. play Blaster Trooper or to, to get your photo taken. So by the end of the convention, they had raised 21000 Canadian dollars. Huge, wow. Huge amount. I mean, it was wow. a four-day convention, and there was I, – I don't know if they've released the attendee numbers for Fan Expo, but I think it's in the 90000 you know, attendee range. So it is a big con, but still, I was amazed that they raised that much money. That's, that's, what was it last year? It was some huge amount, although I, now I can't remember if it was reported as Canadian or U.S. last year, but it was like 12000 or 15000 or something like that. Yeah, I, yeah, I forgot to look up the amount too, but I know that they beat it by at least 5000 I want oh, to say it was like five to 10000 less last year than what it was this year. But they didn't have Jeez. the speeder bike, and they didn't have the throne, I don't think. It was just from Blasted Trooper last year. And the rap. So that's, that 21 Canadian is around 15,000. Mm-hmm. Right? U.S. I think so, yeah. That's huge. That's yeah. <laughs> huge. The other uh, very cool things that they do at this convention are they do these um, marches of the different costume type. So right. it started out with their, their white march, which is just the TKs. Um, this year they had 29. They were a little disappointed they didn't get to that even number of 30, but they had 29 uh, TKs that marched with some Imperial officers helping him uh, get through the convention center. Um, nice. Then they had the Tatooine March, which was all the Tuscans and Jawas and um, Sand Troopers. 
Fun. And then for the first time this year, they added a TIE flyby. So they had their uh, TIE fighter pilots all gather together. And one of the reasons they added that for this year was Tom, TA-9767, had his 300th troop as a TIE fighter pilot. So celebrating that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Even my dogs are impressed. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. Congrats, Tom. Yeah, very cool. And that's just his troops in his in his tie pilot. I mean, that is his main costume, but he's he has more troops under his belt in some of his other costumes. So that was pretty cool. Wow, that's awesome. And I don't have any really details on what happened at Dragon Con because I think what happens at Dragon Con stays at Dragon Con, and there's like no real report from that that I have at this time. <laughs> Exactly. It's like you just see people post on Facebook and it's just a black box. <laughs> Look what happened to me at Dragon Con. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, traditionally, Dragon Con has been sort of the 501st Legion homecoming convention. Um, but for the most part, uh, a lot of our members actually take that opportunity to showcase some of the other costumes that they have, not necessarily the right. 501st ones. So right. not quite as uh, huge of a presence. Even though they're there, they're not necessarily in, in their trooper armor. But It's more of the Star Wars Cantina experience, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, and I've, I've never been, so I can't really comment. Yeah, it's been many years now. Since 2007 was the last time I made it down there. And now, wow. now that Fan Expo has moved, I think they're going to keep these new dates. They just moved... Uh, this past year to be opposite Dragon Con, and I think they're going to keep it that way. So, unfortunately, Toronto's only three hours drive from me, whereas Atlanta's quite the trek, so. Oh, right. Not... Yeah, well, if they would just move Atlanta closer to California, I'd go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all you Star Wars fans out there, this is Alvin Johnson, Legion Commander of the 501st Legion. You are listening to the 501st cast. And just remember, the Empire is listening. Upcoming events. The annual Star Wars Reads Day will be here on Saturday, October 10th. We've already received requests from more than 800 locations to make appearances at stores, libraries, and schools. But if you'd like to see if we can come out to your neck of the woods, just send us an email at eventrequest at 501st.com. Also, don't forget, Star Wars Rebels Season 2 premieres on October 14th. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I know, right? I like Rebels. <clears throat> I think for the rest of the... Wait, how's he sound? What's his name sound like? He's kind of that guy. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Talk yeah. like him for the rest of the episode. Yeah, Steve Bloom was actually at Fan Expo, and I never got a chance... Oh, Steve Bloom. Yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> and I never got the chance to go over there. But now that I'm thinking about it, we did get a video of him at the 501st booth playing Blaster Trooper, so we should add that to the show notes, too, so folks can take a look at that. Oh, definitely. So another event that always keeps us busy each October is our annual visit to the local zoos. So whether they call them Zoo Boo or Boo at the Zoo or Haunt at the Zoo, whatever they call it, it's always a fun time to head out trick-or-treating and visit with the next generation of costumers. So if you'd like to know if we'll be at your local zoo, drop us a line at eventrequest at 501st.com and we'll let you know. Boo! How is that? I scared you. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Dang it. I was trying to do a boo at the zoo, but I, I guess because I'm not at the zoo, it didn't count. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. Uh, dang it. <laughs> I know Excelsior, we have, a, we have a zoo boo at one of our zoos, and oh, I forgot what they called the other one, but it's another name. Like, I don't know. Boo. I, I've heard the zoo boo and the boo at the zoo for sure, because I know we got a request from somebody a few months ago, actually, to do it. So probably something we'd be looking into now. But I've never really gotten we – don't, we don't get a lot of our troopers out for Halloween, actually. It's funny, because they're like, oh, gosh, I'm in costume all year. Why would I do that? Yeah. Oh, our <laughs> other one is called Halloween at the zoo. Halloween. I like that. Yep. So and ours usually aren't actually on Halloween, like one's October 11th, so it's like way earlier. But, but it's still you know the whole month. Well, that should be fun. I love Halloween time. <sighs> yeah. I might actually be in New York this year. I wonder if there's anything going on in New York I could do. Hmm. I have to reach out to ECG. I know a boo at Times Square. 
Uh, Mountain Garrison is going to be spending some time this Halloween haunting the hangar for the annual hauntings at Hangar at Wings over the Rockies Air and Space Museum. The annual event will be taking place on October 31st. Two displays that should be of special interest to Star Wars fans are a screen-used pod racer and a three-quarter scale X-Wing. You can learn more about the museum at wingsmuseum.org. Comic-Con Portugal will be December 4th through 6th this year. Since it will be taking place just two weeks before The Force Awakens premiere, the convention will have a heavy Star Wars focus, with actors being invited and at least one hall dedicated all to Star Wars. Last year, the convention had 32,500 visitors, 40 of them 501st members, and 257 journalists from around the globe. This year, the organizers are expecting those numbers to double. So far, members from five different garrisons are expected to gather in Portugal, and the Portuguese outpost would love to host more. If you're a 501st Legion member interested in attending, please check out the thread on the forums or contact the outpost CO. I, I should know of more events in my area, but the only one I can think of is the one I'm going to this weekend. So by the time you listen to this, we'll have done Long Beach Comic Con. <laughs> we are going to do a blasted trooper this week, so it should be awesome. Yeah, we have a convention here in Excelsior Land, actually two this weekend. Uh, we're going to send a few troopers to one and for one of the days, and then the rest of the troopers for all three days for the other conventions. So nice. definitely, we have we. I think we have every weekend booked between now and The Force Awakens. So. I was going to say, I know that absolutely every weekend has something going on, and we've already started getting uh, uh, requests from movie theaters, too. Can we have troopers for the opening night and blah, blah, blah? And we're like, yeah, hold on, buddy. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's, yeah. There's a lot of us, but there's only so yeah. many of us to go around <laughs> to all the theaters. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to... We kind of polled our members and, you know, okay, the members in this city all agree on a theater, you know, for you all to go to so that we're not just sending like one or two people to a bunch yeah. of different places. We want to try to have a nicer, big presence. So, And for me, don't get me wrong, because I am so excited about the movie, but I want to see the movie. Yes. Yeah. It, so. I don't want to do anything <laughs> that's going to affect my ability and my kids' ability, because this is going to be the first time that they're going to be able to see the movie in the yeah. theater, you know, when it's not a re-release yeah. or something. But anyway, there's going to be a lot going on between now and then, and I can hardly wait to see the kind of stuff that keeps on happening with the 501st. Yep, obviously, for more upcoming events, be sure to check out our friends at Roku Depot. They publish a database from the 501st, which contains upcoming events from as many of our Legion units as they can gather data from. Trooper of the Month. This episode's shout-out is to July 2015 Trooper of the Month, Jason Tuttle, RC3962, from Garrison Tyrannus. We mentioned him briefly at the top of the show as the trooper who spearheaded the effort to show Lila Rose Murphy, the eight-year-old girl who had experienced bullying, simply for being a girl, who was also a big Star Wars fan, that not only was it okay to be a girl who likes Star Wars or any other geek genre, but she had an entire extended family of fans that supported her 100%. When she received the Sisterhood of the Traveling Armor Kit on Saturday, August 8th, she was also inducted into the Galactic Academy as CTK-1575, then later on that evening attended her first troop as part of the Stormtrooper contingent supporting Weird Al at his concert later in the evening in Newport News, Virginia. So congratulations, Jason. Yeah, he had definitely worked closely with Layla's mother to, to try to figure out what was the best way to support her, right. you know, and it's definitely been, definitely been great. She's gotten. That's, all, that's awesome. It's exciting. And I'm, it's so nice to hear. I actually, I actually love the idea of the traveling Star Wars kit, uh, armor kit for the kids. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it was great that, you know, the 501st jumped in and helped Katie when we first heard about her and to see that it's going from one bullied child to another as a way of saying, Hey, bullies. Imperial this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it really makes sense because these girls are are going to quickly grow out of the costumes. So, yeah. you know, instead of having it just, you know, sit in their closet so they can, you know, remember when they they were younger and wore it, it does so much more good to pass it on to another girl who could really use it and wear it and, and benefit from, from that immediate support. 
we should have uh, each one of them signing the inside somewhere so that at the end of some time we have like all these kids' names. I think I think they sign the inside of the the case that it's in. Of the case? <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I would assume someone else would be smarter than me to figure that out, but <laughs> I'm like, gosh, that would be great because then at the end of some time, think of all the girls' names that would be on there that we could say, ha ha. Exactly. Bully, bully. And I think they, the um, Katie and Allie actually wrote to Layla as well. Nice. You know, the two girls who had had the armor before her, so they all have this little, like they said, instead of the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, it's the Sisterhood of the Traveling Armor. So. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. As always, our official home on the web is 501st.com forward slash podcast, where you can post your feedback and comments and listen to previous episodes of the show. The 501st cast is an easy way to catch up on a few weeks of Legion news while driving, at the office, or working out. But if you're looking for up-to-the-minute news, you'll need to get it from our social media feeds like Facebook and Twitter. Just look us up on Facebook as The 501st Legion, or go to facebook.com forward slash the 501st Legion. You can also follow us on Twitter at at 501st Legion, or go to twitter.com slash 501st Legion. Join in the discussion as thousands of fellow fans share their passion for trooping, Star Wars, and charity. The 501st Legion is a worldwide Star Wars costuming organization, comprised of and operated by Star Wars fans. While it is not sponsored by Lucasfilm Limited, it is Lucasfilm's preferred Imperial costuming group. Star Wars, its characters, costumes, and all associated items are the intellectual property of Lucasfilm, copyright 2015, Lucasfilm Limited. In trademark, all rights reserved, used under authorization. That's it, troopers. Join us next time on the 501st Cast. <laughs>